Crimson Tower Studios. Welcome to the Old World Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and the original podcast bringing you both discussion and actual play in 4th edition. I'm one of your hosts, Steve. I'm joined by Lynn, Thorgrim, Deekmere, and GM. <laughs> and GM. <laughs> I'm joined by Janet, me, myself, Steve, Kyle, Matt, and Lance. <laughs> Or the fourth take, I'll do it right. No, today. we're keeping yeah. all of this, man. It's all going to be in here now. We're not cutting any of this. <laughs> I'm Lance. I'm going to be playing your GM today. Matt? I'm Kyle. I'm Janet, and, be... and I play Lynn Run. Just Come kidding. On. I'm Matt, and I'm Kyle. <laughs> you, can't, you can't not go and then cut people off. I'm Matt. Heinrich, Rich, and we are the Mountain Tollkeep. <laughs> I'm Matt, and I'm going to be playing Deekmere Frain, the gnomish warrior priest. I'm Kyle, and I will be playing Thorgrim Finebeard, the dwarven bounty hunter. I'm Steve, and I'll be playing Conrad Wagner von Holz, a nobleman. I am Janet, and I'll be playing Lynn Mariel, and I am a high elf wizard. And Steve, you also play... And also play Heinrich, but voiced over by Sir Matt. Excellent. Sir Matt, indeed. Before we get started, be sure to check us out on the interwebs. You can contact us multiple ways by checking out our website at www.oldworldpodcast.com, Twitter at Old World Podcast, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash oldworldpodcast. Also, let us know what you think. Visit your preferred podcast service and rate us. Every review helps us reach even more Warhammer fans. While you're checking us out on the various social interwebs, be sure to hop on over to our Patreon page and support us. If you like what we're doing and want to help out, become a patron. For only a couple bucks a month, you can help support the show and get some cool rewards too. Check us out at patreon.com slash oldworldpodcast. In addition to our Patreon, we also have a merchandise store. We have everything from shirts to mugs to beer steins and more. If you're looking for a different way to support the show, why not check out all the cool stuff you can get by heading over to oldworldpodcast.com slash store. Last time on the Old World Podcast, uh, our group, I- I'm not going to even call them heroes anymore or villains, or they're just they are just a group of people making decisions that uh, often are poor. And they, uh, they have gone north of Zonstadt to try to find out what's going on with the undead plague that has been plaguing the city of Zonstadt. Anyways, you guys went to the village of Grot Milkendorf. The town thinks that you are a group of bounty hunters that they hired to come protect them and take care of a bandit that's in the area. Um, The bandit's description matched the uh, Thorgrim's father's killer, who is Thorgrim has been trying to hunt down, which is the whole reason that Deekmere and Thorgrim came to the Zonstadt area searching for this uh, person. Um, But before they went to search, because rumors say that this person was in a mountain toll keep north in the mountain here, um, they went off past the construction site, which is the location of a site where apparently nobles in Zonstadt were trying to, you know, with the Baron's knowledge, apparently, build a factory 
um, potentially for cannons trying to do some stuff under shady circumstances. Anyway, the site was never fully constructed due to several undead attacks. You guys went up this path and found a giant mausoleum of more. Um, and uh, the priest and black guard of more um, and asked you to help defend the mausoleum as their reinforcements were at least another day away and they didn't think they'd make the night. You guys fought, uh, once night came, several skeletons and ghosts and um, even saw the Vargolf that... Uh, uh, that seemed to be the same Vargolf that had attacked uh, Lynn and Otto and killed Otto uh, in the uh, prison when you guys were in prison back in Zonstadt. Um, you survived the night, and now you guys have left the mausoleum heading back to the village. And uh, as you guys enter the village... There's some strange going on. First off, the village was already kind of boarded up and beat up um, from, you guys notice this already, uh, not much has been going on in the village. Um, people have kind of hold themselves up in the inn. Uh, there are two temples, a temple of Sigmar and a temple of Moor. And, uh, and as you guys continue into the village... Uh, you can see that the Temple of Moor, which uh, are you guys all on the map? Can you see the map of the village here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm pointing out the village of or the Temple of Moor for you. Um, you guys came across this bridge back into the village. As you see this village, when you left, the temples were intact. While even though much of the rest of the village looked like it had been through a battle zone, uh, this temple no longer looks that way the stone colonnades and um several uh holes are in this uh temple the iron gate that surrounds the uh garden of more next to it which a garden more being you know the graveyard um is torn down in several places as you walk in to the town as you walk into the town um this is what you see and uh, at this point, you guys slept in after uh, all night of fighting. Um, and then it took you a few hours to walk back to the village. So this is what you notice. Also, something you notice is it's getting dark. And while it's late afternoon, it shouldn't be this dark already. Um, something isn't right. And it's not just because it's overcast and it's cloudy. It's like... Oh, it's overcast and it's cloudy and it's late afternoon, but it's still, it is, it is enough for you guys to realize, right? You've been traveling outside the city for several days. I mean, you have an idea of how light it should and shouldn't be. And it's like it's several hours later and approaching nighttime, even though it clearly shouldn't be. Oh, Interesting. As a reminder, too, before you guys left the village, um, one of Conrad's ser brother's servants um, had been near death in, in the village and had given you guys uh, information on 
you know, several deaths in Conrad's family too. So Conrad's been dealing with that as well. Um, some sort of poisoning and also the fact that a few of his brothers had, uh, you know, essentially been, uh, you remember, uh, Assassinated. general Wolfgang had, uh, given you a, uh, a note that several of your brothers had been on like a barge traveling to Zonstadt that had been attacked by undead as well. And they were nowhere there. They were nowhere to be found. Their bodies weren't recovered. So to keep that in mind too, there's a little piece of information. Poor Conrad's probably dealing with some stuff. I mean, he might be sad, but he might be excited that there's less between him and the inheritance of the first point. I'm not sure. Let's say I didn't like him. So, I mean, <laughs> only a few more to go. All right. So, You're pushing uh, death on your family just to improve your inheritance. Right. So, oh, no, it's because he's going to inherit their closets. Oh, well, I mean, that's. They got more. cool stuff, too. Yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> His cool room's about to take a big jump. Mm hmm. That's all we really care about is the cool room. Yeah. All right. So you guys, last I knew you were heading back to the village after this. Um, what's your plan? Where are you heading? Are you heading to the inn? Are you going to go look for your like carriage? Um, do you want to do anything in the village? Did you want to head north um, to uh, to try to find out what's going on with that bandit that's supposedly in this toll keep um you know uh right now you're walking into town and i mean once again the streets seem to be empty similar to when you first came in uh yesterday which um for those of you keeping track today is the first day of a new month hmm. yes it's uh we're no longer in sigma Zeit. we are now in what is it? Somerzite? Well, looky that. Yep, Somerzite. It's the first day of Somerzite. There was also a gnomish burrow that was around here that I needed to investigate. Yes, yep. That was something else, right? There was that sword that was in the inn. Um, well, there was a sword in the inn. Right, and there was a was nearby burrow, but not many people knew about it except for the innkeeper. So... Yeah. Are we thinking that with all of the undead action that we had last night, that undead came out of the graveyard? And that's why everybody's so terrified and the bars are all bent. And like, is that what we're thinking? Or I guess that's I don't. what I'm thinking. I, I guess I don't know how worried we should be. I guess we could go to the bar and see if anyone's drinking. That'd be a good sign if no yeah, one's just, there. Yeah. All right. Well, so, uh, GM, how if I wanted to go off on my own to to search out that Nomish Burrow, do you want us to role play that now, or do you want to do it like as a one shot? Well, it, it's completely up to you how you got how do you how you want to handle that. So, I mean, in, in this case, right now, you're with your companions, 
if if you want to leave, I mean, are you going to just leave without telling them? Or it's whatever, man, it's whatever Deke is going to well, do. Is Deke going to stick with his his gang right now, or is he going to take off? You tell me, is he and gonna we'll leave figure that Lynn out. on her own? Well, so, but yeah, just, just the idea of, of is that's something that could get role-played in a group like this? Or were you thinking that was going to be a longer, like, if I wanted to go off on my own, to investigate that so they didn't come with me plus I don't want really anybody else knowing about the location of a Nomish borough. So, I mean, it can we can do it one of multiple ways. Essentially, you're talking about splitting the party. Um, you know, a party of one versus others oh. and then we well, have to go back and forth. What's again? Uh-huh. Why don't we do that next week or next month? Steve can go to like the funeral or something and Lynn, me and Deke can go investigate that borough. The funeral for his brothers. Yeah, yeah. Except that takes place in holes, which would be like he can't, he won't make it in time. Uh-oh. You know, like we don't have refrigeration units. Um, by the time he got the news that it happened, they'd all been buried. Hmm. So, like that's a it's a good thought. Well, um, and, yeah. and investigating that borough is something I'd like to do by myself. Right. Fair, fair enough. So so here's what Deekmere knows. He knows that it exists. He knows that it's within a day's journey, or half day's journey, I think is what he was told by the, the innkeeper before. Um, And, I mean, that's all you know. So for you to leave would take you away from whatever the party's doing for at least a day. So the question is, is would Deekmere do that in this situation? If he would, that sounds perfect and awesome. Then um, maybe we have you role play Heinrich for um, a while, and then we can do that separate, or we can go back and forth. It's whatever. You, honestly, like I as a GM, I'm fine with either way. Or I mean, if you want to stick with the group for now and potentially come back, it depends on what your guys are going to decide to do. So I guess, for lack of a better way to say this, I can make it work. You tell me what your characters, and not just you, Deekmere, but all of you. What are you doing? Because if all of you are deciding to stay in the inn and wait for Deekmere to come back or, you know, I don't know. Or you could role play it out. Either way. I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I mean, we took care of what we think is the undead threat and somebody that, you know, I've been chasing and that the whole reason why we even joined this party to begin with is North. You know, and this is the closest we've ever been to him. So, I mean... I, I wouldn't necessarily just sit and wait for him to come back after I've been chasing this guy for months or years. You're telling me as a group we just got back from fighting and yeah. we need some rest. And we're in a town that's it's darker than usual with the graveyard doors busted open. I think we should find out what's going on in town first because yeah. we might not be able to do anything here except for crack some skulls. But reasonable. Let's do it. Agreed. Hey, Janet, you it's just you and I talking right now. Um, I want you to make a perception roll. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, hey, when I clicked that button, did you all see me go gray or anything? Without? It was yeah. just you and you and Janet. Yeah, we okay. see that you're whispering to her, but we don't see what. Right. Okay. Yep. So, so I was calling for her to make a check. So. Can I ask a question? Yeah. 
If I make a check, is there a way to hide my dice from everybody? Or will they all just see that I made yeah, a check? It's fine. Um, there probably is, but I'm not worried about it. So, um, you grab okay. some physical dice and roll them. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, you can do that too. After I got done telling her, you don't Matt, need dice. Me some dice. <laughs> no, What's you that? can just roll roll electronic. It's fine. It doesn't can matter. You come here, please. Thank you. Stop it. I'm. It's super. It's not important that this be. Whatever tension I was trying to generate is now gone. So, <laughs> so at this point, I've told Janet to do a perception test. Because, okay. yeah, at this point, man, I'm looking around. Yeah. Conrad, like, literally, I just burnt and killed some undead. So I'm trying yeah, to whatever. Lightly. Yeah, whatever. I'm listening we, to every we, sound yeah, I can hear. It. They obviously look like they've busted out the graveyard. So they're somewhere here. Are you guys wanting to check out the garden more as you get closer, or are you just going to walk by? I'll take a look through the fence. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you guys can see, see I... that a bunch of earth has been, like, moved where several of the graves are. A couple of the small mausoleums in there um, look like doors have been, like, physically wrenched off with great force. Um, and, uh, like, there are like piles of dirt all over the place. The ground is really uneven. There's a few, um, I mean, my, this, uh, this garden more has been pretty well maintained, but when you walked by last time, but, um, since then it's now clear, like there are several like grave markers and tombstones that are like broken or overturned or on their side. Um, it just, it looks like chaos of a mess. What was once a pristine, you know, well-maintained garden of more is now like a, like, it's like a tornado hit it. So Conrad, man, he's getting a, a, a feeling in his stomach. Like this battle's not over with. We literally just walked into. Does anyone have six sense as a talent? I Conrad does not, but I was just about to ask Lynn if she could hear anything. I with do. The... And so I and does Heinrich ten. have it too? Ooh, let me check. Oh. I thought Deke, mine isn't good Deke enough. Might I have see how it is. Sense too. No, Heinrich doesn't he's have. He's been listening sense. this whole time. Oh, okay, Deke, do you have six cents? Yes. All right, uh, Deke, give me a um, very hard perception test. That's minus sixty. Minus or, thirty or thirty. That's right. Those are those are yep. half. And then, um, Lynn, also give me, uh, so Lynn, you're, I need two perception tests from you. All right. I need a very hard perception test and a challenging perception test. And I need, um, so just uh, give me the results one at a time. Okay. Very hard is negative 30, right? Yeah. Right. Wow. Nice. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Did I just beat <laughs> Lynn on a perception? So, uh, for those listening, yeah. for those listening, Deke <laughs> needed an eleven and he got he passed with a ten. <laughs> and Lynn, I'm pretty sure this is her first failed perception test ever. <laughs> and she failed. The sixty and she needed a forty five. Jeez oh Pete. What is happening? 
All right, Deke. Yes. Bad start. Deke, um, as you guys are walking by the mausoleum, uh, Conrad and Thorgrim kind of step up to the fence and peer in. um, And you're just kind of there out of the corner of your eye. You sense something. You're like, you see something, but then your, your, like the hair on your arm prickles. Um, And what you could have just, just saw a, like a, like a gray shimmering cloak, like almost floating disembodied. Um, just as you swear it was there near the, you know, like near the corner of the building. And, and it looked like it faded going as soon as you turned your head, it was like moving up the road and faded. Like when you try to focus on it, it was gone. Like you're not a hundred percent sure you saw it, but you're like 90% sure that was weird. And, and your skin is, is like your hair is sticking up, man. You mean to tell me that I just saw a ghost? <laughs> so it's heading out of town. Which direction? Uh, so it was going um, alongside the mausoleum going on the road heading north. Okay. Okay. Um, hey, did anybody else see that? See what? Lynn, you know that something happened and you should have saw it, but probably the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to you in your life, you saw nothing, but knew you should have. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I did roll a challenging and I passed that one mm. in case that was helpful. Okay. So... Because uh, you had me roll too. Right. Now, since Deke, when Deke asked the question, did anyone see that? You kind of look in that direction and um, you can tell me how you perceive this, but you have no idea how you would have missed this before. But the winds of magic, specifically Dar, is like wrapping around or massively present on the mountainside north of here. Like to the point where you can see it a couple miles away. But I missed it before. You missed it before. Something I, I am just off my game today. Obviously. Obviously no one else can see very obvious miles, miles down the way that, um, there is, there is magic in the air and not good. Not good at all. Um, so would hmm. Dar be the kind of magic that would raise undead? Zombies? Hmm. I'm a dwarf. I don't know these things. Yes. Right? Anybody? Lance? Oh, I thought you were asking Lynn in character. I'm asking the party. Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to role play, and nobody knows. So, oh, got it. Yes, <laughs> um, I believe so. Yeah, Lynn, you would know. Yes. Dar is it's necromancy is tied directly to Dar. Yes, then, then definitely yes. I would say we should go that way if we want to protect these people and figure out what the heck's going on. The truth of what's happening here. Agreed. It's like all paths are leading north. 
now I guess we decide yeah, uh, do we want to stay here the night or kind of by the time we get there it might be morning time. Hmm. Well, it's already it's only like afternoon, right? We've already It's only afternoon, yes. Oh. It okay. is not so at this but point your dark. light level think of like a really rainy late afternoon, right? It's that kind of gray hazy darkness except it's not raining. So again, the amount of light doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's very overcast, but it's not. It, it's it's that overcast. It's not like dark, like nighttime the dark. magic. But it's definitely the lighting. If you feel like night is coming quicker than it should be, that's what it feels like. Well, at this point here, I guess uh, I will go with anything. Conrad just kind of opens up his arms and twirls around. Uh, what do we want to do? <laughs> you know, we want to get a drink at the pub first. Heinrich, before the road. Get my unusually dark nighttime, but not yet nighttime cloak. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think. I believe we call that dusk. <laughs> I think we should. Uh... My dusk cloak. Um investigating or checking out the pub is never a bad idea because if there's people in there they may have some commentary on what happened to the mausoleum or the garden of more true okay we'll go I'm to the board pub with that. all right so you guys walk to the inn um and as you get to the door even before you have a chance to knock or do anything the door opens and there stands the innkeeper um, Grunder Franz, who you'd spoken to um, yeah, a day ago, but it barely, it seems like so long. He's like, you're alive. Thank goodness. We weren't sure after you left. Oh, come inside, come inside. And he waves you in. You guys enter okay. the inn? Yep. All right. So as you walk in the inn, oh, yes. Thank you. It's, it looks very similar to what you saw the last time you were here a couple nights ago. Um, but instead, um, there's a, a few key differences. One, whatever like somewhat in type mirrorment was before, if you remember, there was like, well, it was the end. There was an underlying tension, but people were still talking, playing games. Someone was playing some music. That is not the case. Um, no one's playing music. Everyone's speaking in hushed tones. And this place is packed. It, it might, the entire village must be here. Um, there are not enough seats for everyone. People are standing, sitting. There's people lying on the floor like they're trying to get sleep. Um, everybody has either a pitchfork next to them or, or like, you know, some sort of uh, like knives or dagger. Like everybody is like, it, it is a weird, tense, um, quiet the people like when when you walk in their eyes seem suspicious but then like light up uh as, as and and get wider um the uh the innkeeper ushers you in and says i i'm sorry i'm i'm out of food uh but the uh i'll have you get some drinks and he he waves towards one of his workers and, and they, they run in the back. Um, yeah, not, but four hours ago, 
the entire Garden of Moor rose up, tore down several houses, killed a farmer Franzon, and and uh, it was the they they got together, lined up in rows, and marched down the road. We have no idea what happened. I, the The priest of Moor is dead. And the priest of Sigmar managed to fight and destroy several skeletons before he too died. Um, the rest of us locked ourselves in here, but they left us alone. We had thought you died. I'm glad to oh see you're gosh. okay. Um, and he all brings you, you each get an ale. Um, we very nearly did die. Uh, what, what direction did the undead march to? Uh, they marched down the road to the south towards Zonstadt. Hmm. Uh, Zonstadt. Always Zonstadt. This isn't supposed to happen. Isn't, aren't the protections of more supposed to keep the, the gardens safe from this sort of thing? There are, I don't understand. I, I, he takes a deep breath. At least everyone's this safe. This has been most overwhelming. Do you have any idea what's I going on? I appreciate that we've got everybody here. We, uh, we've seen a lot of things in the last couple of days. As far as what would cause this, though. Have there been any, any other disturbances or... Um, anything unusual that's happened in the town over the last couple days? Other than that, of course. Um, well, uh, Farmer Franzel, who more, more take him, he, he claims that before, well, he was, he, he started yelling about the mountain being on fire and and right after he started yelling about the that mountain on fire yes uh, a couple other the villagers saw it too they say there were there were blue flames uh, up the mountain um and uh, but they were gone most of us when we didn't see that it, it, they and then shortly after is when the the garden erupted and and unspeakable things walked out I, I don't think there's been anything else. So what I'm hearing is that we got undead marching south and we have possibly the source up north. Possibly. Sounds like it. I don't know. I don't know the source. You think whatever caused the, the, the undead to stir is coming from the mountain? Did I they mean, see the blue flame on the side of it before the undead rose? Well, they, I mean, a, a few people said they did, but I, I didn't see it. Um, I mean, I was too busy trying to get people into the inn and, and barring, as you can see. I, sure, of course. I mean, we have at lookouts point, at every though, window, yeah. and 
How many undead did you see walking south? Are you talking about 20, or are you talking about the whole entire graveyard? Well, um, he's counting on his fingers. Oh, and then he's like, you know, I don't do um, the accounting. My and, and he waves over at the same person <laughs> that had the, the beers. It's like, how how many were there? I don't do there? The, uh, the math. The, yeah, I don't. I don't do um, numbers. Uh, and he's like, oh, there there must have been a hundred. And another person jumps up. A thousand. No, it was two thousand. Okay. And okay, right. Hundred thousand. Well, when people start, <laughs> people are starting to talk more. And it's like, what are you going to do? And then. Someone cries out on the far side of the room. It happened again. Look out the window. And several people are swarming to this window on the north side of the building. Let's go check, uh, take a look and check and see what's right. going on. Uh, you guys can't. The amount of bodies there. Look, look, look. It's happening again. I, I run outside. All right. I'm look. going outside. All right, you guys walk outside, and you Agreed. can clearly see blue fire on the mountain, and it flares up. Lynn, this fire is like, I don't know, you can describe it to me if you want, but it's somehow connected to the dar that you saw. So this blue fire, which is not like electricity, it is like a dark dreary blue mm. Ugh. It, it almost gives you a feeling of dread that you can't explain just upon seeing it you don't know why you're sad you don't know why everything seems depressing but as soon as it's recognizable you know somewhere deep down that bad things are coming we got to get up there. Yep, we got to go there. The, yeah. Can we the, send a messenger or a courier of some sort uh, south down the road to warn the Zonstadt people that there's a, an army of undead marching their direction? And we'll let them know there could be between ten and 10,000. We're unsure. We were told it's oh, anywhere between 11 <laughs> individuals or 108,000. <laughs> yeah. So be prepared. Um, well, my, I know you are brave bounty hunters, but we're but simple villagers. I don't know that we could get past and survive a, I mean, between us and the city would be this army that we're supposed to warn them of. I, I don't know that anyone here could do that. You just got to cut through the woods or take the river. I mean, they're obviously slower than a horse. Just ride by him. Not that that's much confidence-inspiring speech. <laughs> what about smoke signals? Something we that we go. could send a message. Otherwise, those undead are just going to go. I mean, we have all know what can happen when it comes to undead. They repopulate themselves every step of the way. They hoard up on you. Yeah. And if Four we versus one. Five versus one. If somebody here in this town, not including us, of course, doesn't step up, and take on this challenge, then how many more people are going to die and how many more undead are going to be spawned because of it? All right. I'll make a leadership check. Yep, if you that's want exactly to. what I was going to call for. We need, this is, this is prime example of leadership. 
Oh boy. So you're trying to inspire someone to go on a potential suicide mission. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's give me, give me a leadership. Um, and so I'm trying to think about the difficulty here. Um, so I think normally, I think this isn't going to be, certainly it's not going to be easy. It's at least challenging, maybe difficult. Um, let's call it difficult at a minus 10. Does that seem fair? I was going to say zero, but that's fine. We can do minus 10. Okay. Don't forget you, you have that roll. You have that bonus you could use here. Oh, Dang. Gosh. He is on fire. Wow, and your leadership was only 25? Jeez. And Deekmere rolled a 16. And he rolled a 16. Deekmere today One on fire. All right, so. Who among it, you will answer the call? Who among you will right. stand up and say, not today, death. Not today, <laughs> Dar. I will carry your message. I will save that town. So. Um, in the boarded up window to the north, um, everyone's quiet, shuffling their feet nervously. Um, but a small bird comes in the window. This bird looks very familiar. The bird flaps ah, over. A monster bird. Somebody kill it. <laughs> no? It, you monster. It lands on this scruffy looking um, young uh, you know, like old, old enough to be probably an adult, but very young uh, girl. And uh, it lands on her shoulder. She looks at it and then says, I will go. The bird then flies back and sits on the board that, of that boarded up window watching. Uh, like like it's watching. It's 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 really strange that a bird would act this way. She stands up. I will go, and she uh, picks up the uh, the rolling pin that was by her, and uh, walks over. You know, her bare feet kind of slapping across the uh, oh the hard gosh. board floors. Yeah. And uh, who who should I ask for when I make it to Zansat? She looks to Thorgrim, obviously the leader of this uh, bounty hunter group. Master bounty hunter, who should I, who should I ask for when I come to Zonstadt? Uh, oh, uh, hmm. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's uh, so many people you could ask for. Um, uh, Conrad, uh, who do you who do you think she should ask for? You know what? I think I might have to use some noble privilege, and uh, I'm going to have Heinrich write us a letter in uh, my name. There you go. And we'll seal it. That way they know it's from a noble. That's smart, and then she can give it to anyone. Yeah, that's smart. I like that. That's a good plan. Anybody have paper? Or parchment? As weird as that sounds, I feel like I might. Yes. I do. She do. So I feel like the next time we go shopping, you need to find all the cheap crap that has like zero encumbrance and have Heinrich buy all of it. 
Like just have Heinrich yeah. have a bag full of crap all the time. He's our mobile general store. That's right. So before she leaves, I want to bless her with a blessing of protection. Okay. It'll only last six rounds, but don't tell her. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Go ahead. You roll it up. Young lass, the bravest of all of us. Let me, let me bless you with a blessing of protection. She she kneels before you and holds up her rolling pin above her head. Like it were some (laughs) sword of legend. Is it uh, any modifier to that blessing or just straight up? No, nah, whatever your normal prey roll would be, right? It's challenging prey roll. Ugh, fumbling failure. <laughs> fumbling no, failure! No, no, it's not. You're going to use some fortune? Yes. Oh, I mean, I can't, no. I can't have it be a fumbling failure at the very least. <laughs> you were doing so that well. Would be, that would be uh, oh, a roll you know on what? the table. <laughs> Hold on. If I uh, just use my plus 10, it would be exactly 45 on 45. Would that... That's a success, right? At zero success levels? Yes, it is. Okay. I'll just... Hmm, I'll just... I'll How important is it for you to... It's a it's important. Pin. It's important for my character... <laughs> And it's important for her confidence, okay. knowing that she's got something looking over her, watching over her, at least for the first, I don't know, hundred yards of her journey. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna think that she's invincible and try to walk through the middle of all it's these like undead. Moment with a rolling onward, pin. Yes, it's like in that moment on in onward where um he's, he's Ian's taking all thing. of the steps. Yeah. Yes, and he has to believe, but he lost the rope and he has no idea that he lost the rope. It's like that. He, yeah. She's just going to be so confident that she's fully able to keep going, believing that she has protection that is not there. So I feel like there's this glow yeah. around her. She walks 100 yards down the road. Everyone's watching her. The glow kind of sputters and goes out. And then a giant vampire back swoops down and grabs her and flies away. <laughs> Stop it! No, I'm all right. Monster. So there's like you a. You can ask if she can ride I've a horse. I've already written her into my last <laughs> time. She knows where Zonstadt is. Come on. Yeah. Just go south. Thank you, Master. Yeah. Follow the road. Thank you, Follow Master. Follow the Nome. signs. And I, I will. And... I will go. And then she goes over. So I like. I kneel in front of her and I say, "Maven will protect you." Godspeed. Is she like riding a horse, or is she walking, or what? Uh, she's walking. So, like, I, I walk uh, I walk a little bit, uh, like, away from everybody else, and I kind of, you know, I say, okay, lass, make sure you stay out of sight. The undead aren't the only thing that you need to worry about on the roads. Be safe. And then I let her go. Nice. Nice. You guys are jerks. I'm just going to say it. Like sending her out there against the undead with a rolling pin. Nice. There's well no done. you guys about it. There's no you guys. <laughs> it's the a leader. Town, it's a town full of cowards that we should be <laughs> that we should be angry with. All right. So um yeah, before she leaves, she goes over um to this old gentleman that's sitting, uh has like a old walking stick and says 
I'll be back to help with harvest, Papa. And then she leaves. <laughs> end of episode. So that's the end of our show tonight. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for some more actual play episodes as we will be publishing them regularly. This podcast and related website are completely unofficial and are not endorsed by Games Workshop Limited or Cubicle 7 Entertainment. It is intended for educational and informational purposes only. GW Games Workshop, Warhammer, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and all associated logos, illustrations, images, names, creatures, races, vehicles, locations, weapons, characters, and the distinctive likenesses thereof are registered trademarks of Games Workshop Limited, Cubicle 7 Entertainment, or their respective trademark or copyright holders. All original content of this podcast, including any audio or video information, is the intellectual property of the Old World Podcast and Crimson Tower Studios, LLC.